In the beginning is our Sunday night series through this book of Genesis. And after many years of being enslaved and being in prison, Joseph was appointed by Pharaoh as the ruler who would prepare Egypt for the years of a, of a famine. Uh, God had predicted that. Pharaoh had the dream. Joseph interpreted the dream with the Lord's help. And so he was put in, in charge of preparing uh, for those years of famine to come. And we'll get back into the story uh, here tonight by reading the first five verses of this chapter. So let's stand if you're able to stand and we'll read the first five verses of chapter 43. And then we will continue to look at the, the entire rest of this chapter this evening. All right, if you have it, read it out loud with me. And the famine was sore in the land. And it came to pass when they had eaten up the corn which they had brought out of Egypt, their father said unto them, Go again, buy us a little food. And Judah spake unto him, saying, The man did solemnly protest unto us, saying, Ye shall not see my face, except your brother be with you. If thou wilt send your, our brother with us, we will go down and buy thee food. But if thou wilt not send him, we will not go down. For the man said unto us, Ye shall not see my face, except your brother be with you. And so Joseph's brothers had gone down to Egypt to get corn because of the famine, and uh, they had, had got some corn, came back, but they couldn't go back uh, to Egypt to get more corn unless they brought their youngest brother with them. And uh, we'll uh, explain more as we look at the rest of the verses, the message tonight um, is a part uh, two of the path of reconciliation. Let's pray. Lord, I know I need you tonight. I, I, I really believe all of us need you to do if we're going to get out of this chapter what we need to get. So I pray that you would help me to be the messenger that I need to be, to be completely a cleansed of sin and, and self. And Lord, may I be filled up with your spirit. Uh, may each of us be able to uh, focus during the message and focus on what your word has to say that we might uh, be able to apply these lessons in our own lives. And I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. Well, the life of, of Joseph illustrates God's wonderful sovereignty at work. And I've mentioned that before, and I'll probably mention it again as we continue to look at Joseph here in the latter portion of the book of Genesis. We see God's sovereignty. Joseph endured betrayal by his family. Um, he uh, had to work as a slave. Um, he was cast in, in, into prison. But the Lord wasn't being mean to Joseph. God was not unkind to his a servant. God was simply working out his plan. So I think sometimes in our, uh, in our minds, uh, we think uh, God's ultimate goal for us um, is to be happy 
and, we, and for ourselves, hey, you know, I, I just want uh, to be happy. But I got news for you. Uh, God's primary purpose in your life, in my life, isn't that we be happy. God's primary uh, goal is to accomplish his will. And uh, he's, he's going to accomplish his sovereign will, um, whether or not we cooperate with him. And, and Joseph was one who cooperated in spite of all that happened to him. As we mentioned last week, Joseph didn't get bitter. Joseph didn't resent God because of all the adversity that he had faced, much more adversity than any of us have ever faced. But he humbled himself before the Lord, and he, he did what was right, even though he didn't have the accountability of his family or anybody else from back home. He patiently then waited on God and God's timing to accomplish his work. He didn't know how it was all going to turn out. He didn't, he didn't know that he was going to become the, 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 the ruler of Egypt and all of that. Uh, but he knew God was going to do good. He, he, he knew God had a plan. So the, the Lord not only lifted him up out of prison, but he established him as the second most powerful uh, person in all of mighty Egypt. He's, he, he, uh, I'm going to save back a fifth of the corn in this first seven years when the crops came in and there was so much. He put those in storehouses because he knew that the famine would come. And now the famine had arrived and they were already um, two years or so into the famine. His brothers had already come down into Egypt to get some corn because the, the, the famine wasn't only in Egypt, but it was in the, in, in the region around, if, if not in all the earth. And Joseph uh, recognized his brothers. He knew them. I think he was expecting them, but they didn't recognize him. And he was only 17 years old when they last saw him. He, he perhaps hadn't even started saving yet, or maybe he had, but Regardless, uh, many, many years had passed and they weren't expecting to see him and they certainly weren't expecting to see him as the ruler in Egypt. So they didn't know him, but he knew them. Now, though he certainly surely desired to immediately reveal himself to his brothers, he wisely did not do so. He knew it, he knew it wasn't time yet. God still had something to accomplish in the hearts of his brothers before that could take place. His brothers needed to come to a place where they acknowledged their sin and, and confessed it. They had to come to a place where they, where they truly repented of their sin. So uh, Joseph found out that his father was still alive as he talked to his brothers. He didn't talk to them personally. He talked through an interpreter. So again, that they wouldn't realize who he was. He then accused his brothers of being spies and demanded that they come back with their youngest brother, who was not with them on that initial journey, to prove that they were not spies. And to ensure that that happened, one of the brothers 
Simeon was held in Egypt until the brothers returned. God is in the business of reconciliation. The Lord desires to reconcile you most of all to himself. But he also desires to reconcile you to those around you. So let's continue uh, as we uh, see how this story plays out. Number one, the, the problem. Look back in the first two verses of Genesis 43. And the famine was sore in the land. This is back in the land of Canaan, but it was sore in, in Egypt as well. But it was sore in the land of Canaan. And it came to pass when they had eaten up the corn that they had brought out of Egypt, their father, Jacob, said unto them, his sons, go again, buy us a little food. And they'd already talked about this when they first got back, but, but now the food was, was, was gone. So the problem was that they had eaten up all that food because there wasn't, there wasn't other resources in the, in the land. And so Jacob instructs his sons, hey, you better go buy some more food. Our food is, is gone. Continuing in verse 3, And Judah spake unto him, saying, The man did solemnly protest unto us, saying, You shall not see my face, except your brother be with you. If thou wilt send our brother with us, we will go down and buy thee food. But if thou wilt not send him, we will not go down. For the man said unto us, you shall not see my face, except your brother be with you. So Uncle Judah and the other brothers knew that they couldn't go back to Egypt before that ruler and ask for more corn if they didn't bring back their youngest brother with them. Verse 6. I'm in Israel, Jacob. Uh, said, Wherefore dealt ye so ill with me as to tell the man whether ye yet had a brother? So uh, Jacob laments the fact that his sons told the Egyptian ruler about uh, their youngest brother. Verse 7, And they said, The man asked us straightly of our state and of our kindred, saying, Is your father yet alive? Have ye another brother? And we told him according to the tenor of these words, could we certainly know that he would say, bring your brother down. So Joseph's brothers explain again to their father that they had no idea that the Egyptian ruler would, would ask them to bring their uh, last brother down to Egypt. They were simply answering his questions and trying to prove to the man that they weren't spies as he had accused them. So after the problem comes the promise, number two, uh, in verse number eight, And Judah said unto Israel his father, Send the lad with me, and we will arise and go, that we may live and not die, both we and thou and also of our little ones. The famine was so severe that this was a matter of life and death. They needed more food to survive. Verse 9. And I'll be surety for him. Of my hand shalt thou require him. 
If I bring him not unto thee and set him before thee, then let me bear the blame forever. So Judah promises to his father, uh, if you trust Benjamin to me, I will bring him back and I will accept all responsibility uh, for him and I'll make sure that it happens. And if it doesn't happen, all the blame. You can put that on me, not just for now, but forever and ever. Now, I think that's ironic that a Judah was the one who had the idea to sell a Joseph into slavery. Now, that wasn't as bad as killing him as they first had talked about. But regardless, it was Judah's idea to sell Joseph into slavery. And now he is the one telling their father, hey, I promise I will bring back to you Benjamin. Verse 10, look with me there in your uh, Bibles. For except we had lingered, surely now we had returned this second time. Well, the corn was already gone that they had brought back from Egypt. So he said, hey, you know, if we had, if we had already left earlier, um, if we already had, had gone back earlier with, 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 with Benjamin, we could be already back and, and have corn for the families. But uh, we have delayed in going and we better not delay any longer. So next, their, their father instructs them in the present, in the present, number three. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask the kids in here uh, tonight and the teenagers about presents. Does anybody want a, a present at Christmas? Does anybody want a present? Hey, a couple of you do. Some of you, some of you aren't sure about it. Uh, Miss Nancy, I'm asking the kids and the teenagers. I'm asking just the kids and the teenagers. Okay, and, and kids, have you have you got a present for anybody yet? Any of the kids got? Oh, oh, good, good. Just as many hands went up the second time as the first time. I was thinking, yes, I want a present. Have you got anybody yet? Uh, no, but I was I was wrong. You guys, that's good. That's good. But the number three, uh, the present to give to that Egyptian ruler who was holding Simeon hostage. Look at verse 11. Their, the, and their father Israel said unto them, if it must be so now, do this. Take of the uh, best fruits in the land, in your vessels, and carry down the man a present, a little balm, and little honey, spices, and myrrh, nuts, and almonds. Now, this was the last thing that Jacob wanted to do as far as sending his, his son, his, 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 his youngest son, down to Egypt. But he says, if it must be so. And he realizes he had no other option. They were out of corn. They, they needed more food. And to appease the Egyptian ruler and show their desire to be friendly with the man, Jacob tells his sons who deliver a present to him. 
of the best fruit, balm, honey, spices, myrrh, nuts, and almonds that they have in the land. Then verse 12, he continues. And take double a money in your hand, and the money that was brought again in the mouth of your sacks, carry it again in your hand, peradventure it was an oversight. They were, were to return the money that they found in their sacks of corn when they came back from Egypt. They, they had brought money, they paid the money for the corn, and they, when, as they come back, they find all their money back in their sacks, and they weren't sure why it was there. Uh, but Jacob said, okay, hey, uh, take that money back too, uh, in case it was an oversight, in case some mistake happened, and you can give that back to the Egyptians and then bring some extra money, double money, so you can pay for the corn that you need to bring back this time. And then verse 13, Jacob says, Take also your brother and arise and go again unto the man. Of course, reluctantly, Jacob permits them to take a Benjamin along with them. Then uh, Jacob offers up the prayer. That's number four, the prayer. Verse 14, And God Almighty give you mercy before the man that he may send away your other brother and Benjamin. If I be bereaved in my children, I am bereaved. So Jacob prays for God's mercy. As his sons make this journey back to Egypt, it was a, a, a long journey. Uh, certainly, it was not a, really a, a safe thing to do in those uh, days. And uh, probably still in, in, in these days as, as well. Um, and he, 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 he prays uh, that uh, they will be able to bring back a Simeon. And then also Benjamin would be able to be free to return as well. He's already endured the grief of the loss of his son, uh, Joseph. So he prays he would not be bereaved again. And then number five, we see, I guess, politeness. The politeness. Verse 15, and the men took that, that present and they took almost double money in their hand and Benjamin and rose up and went down to Egypt and stood before Joseph. So the brothers make the trip back with the, with the present, with their money, and with their youngest brother with them. They are standing in line to meet with the, the ruler who controls the, the corn and who has, has, has also bound their other brother. And verse 16 says, And when Joseph saw... Benjamin with them, he said to the ruler of his house, bring these men home and, and slay and make ready for these men shall dine with me at noon. And the man did as Joseph bade and the man brought the men into Joseph's house. So through the ruler of his house, Joseph uh, has all his brothers invited over to his house to eat lunch with him. And although this was a polite invitation on the part of, of Joseph, and it was an honor for these, these men uh, to be 
invited to Joseph's house, considering uh, the, the position that Joseph had there in Egypt, it resulted in fear by his brothers. That is number six. The panic. Look at verse 18. And the men were afraid because they were brought into Joseph's house. And they said, because of the money that was returned in our sacks at the first time where we brought in, that he may seek occasion against us and fall on us and take us for bondmen and our asses. The brothers were invited for a meal, but their guilty consciences caused them to think of a worst case a scenario. He just wants to make us slaves and take our, take our animals and everything we have. Our families will die of, of hunger back home. It's all over. And, and perhaps, perhaps you, you're a person like that, that you, you panic and you think of the worst case uh, a possibility. Um, however, their panic was not justified. And they're offered some peace by the steward of Joseph's house. So the, uh, the next point is the peace. Continuing. We're reading there in verse 19, and they came near to the steward of Joseph's house and communed with him at the door of the house and said, O sir, we came down indeed at the first to buy food and came to pass when we had came to the end that we opened our sacks and behold, every man's money was in the mouth of his sack, our money in, in full weight, and we had brought it again in our hand. And of other money we had brought down in our hand to buy food, we could not tell who put the money in our sacks. So the brothers are trying to explain that they're concerned about the money and the fact that they did bring that money back that they had brought the first time and they brought other money to buy a corn because, of course, they didn't want to get in trouble. And the steward of the house tries to calm their fears. Look at verse 23. And he said, Peace be to you. Peace be to you. Fear not, your God and the God of your father hath given you treasure in your sacks. I had your money. Now, sometimes you get all worked up about things and you get all worried about what's going to happen and, 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 you're, and you're, you're so concerned that all these bad things are going to take place and they never come to pass. We get so uh, worried about uh, things that never happen. And that, that's, that was the case here with these, 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 these here brothers of, of Joseph. Instead, we need to rest in the peace of God. We need to trust him instead of being scared and afraid. Fear isn't from God, 2 Timothy 1, 7, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear. It's not from him. And then note that Joseph's steward knew who their God was and what kind of God he is. Obviously, Joseph had to have been the one who told his steward about the Lord. 
and about what kind of God he is. Uh, so Joseph uh, was a witness to those who uh, worked underneath of him. Just a reminder, we need to be a witness. We need to be telling people about who our God is and what kind of God he is and what kind of, what kind of things he does. And continuing in verse 23, and, and he brought out Simeon out unto them, and the man brought the men into Joseph's house and gave them water, and they washed their feet, and he gave their asses provender. And he gave them food to eat. Next, we see in number eight, the presentation. The presentation, look at verses 25 and 26. And they made ready the present against Joseph came at noon. For they heard that they should eat bread there. And when Joseph came home, they brought him the present, which was in their hand into the house. So they prepared the, the gift that they had brought with them of fruit and spices and nuts and other things. And when the ruler came home, they made sure that that, that gift looked really nice and, and they presented that uh, 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 to him. They wanted to do anything they could to get on this man's good side. And verse 26 concludes, and bowed themselves to him to the earth. Now don't overlook that. Here all 11 brothers of, of Joseph bow before him, even as his dreams many, many years ago said would happen. All 11 brothers bow themselves to him, to the earth. God is the one that gave Joseph those dreams, and God is the one that miraculously brought this to pass. Next, we see that they um, exchanged pleasantries. And number nine, the pleasantries. Verse 27, and he asked them of their welfare and said, is your father well, the old man of whom he spake? Is he yet alive? Of course, Joseph is keenly interested in his father's well-being. He he longs to see his father again. He, he loved his father. His father loved him. And the, the first thing he asks uh, is about the, the, the welfare, not only of them, but of their, their father. Verse 28, and they answered, thy servant, our father is in good health. He is yet alive. And they bowed down their heads. I mean, made obeisance. They, they give a good report on their father. And again, they, they bow before Joseph. Verse 29, and he lifted up his eyes and saw of his brother Benjamin. Again, Benjamin was his only full brother. I'm his mother's son and said, is this your, your younger brother of whom ye spake unto me? And he said, God, be gracious unto thee, my son. For the first time, 
In a 22 years, Joseph sees um, his younger brother. When he last saw him, a Benjamin, I was just a boy. Now he's a man. The emotions of the, the moment were so much for uh, Joseph, he, he couldn't contain himself anymore. Look at the, at the next verse. And Joseph made haste, for his bowels did yearn upon his brother, and he sought where to weep. And he entered into um, his chamber and wept there. Again, Joseph longed to reveal himself to his brothers, including to uh, Benjamin, uh, this time, but it was not yet time. God still had some work to do in their hearts. After the pleasantries, Joseph gives them the provision, verse 31, and he watched his face and went out and refrained himself. He, he tried to Make sure that, 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 that his brothers couldn't tell that he was emotionally uh, involved in this situation. So he washed himself. He, he, he tried to, tried to get, get, get cleaned up there. And he, he went out there to his brothers and said, set on bread. It was time to eat. Verse 32, and they set on for him, Joseph, by himself, and for them, his brothers, by themselves, and for the Egyptians, which did eat with them, by themselves, because the Egyptians might not eat bread with the Hebrews, for that is an abomination unto the Egyptians. So Joseph ate by himself, his brothers uh, by themselves, and the Egyptians that were in Joseph's house ate by themselves. Verses 33 and 34, And they sat down before him, the firstborn according to his birthright, and the youngest according to his youth. And the men marveled one at another. And he took and sent... messes unto them from before him, but Benjamin's mess was five times so much as any of theirs, and they drank and were merry with him. The brothers were seated by their birth order, and so this amazed them. They're like, hey, uh, this is kind of odd here. You know, how... How do, they, how do they know to put us in this, this order here? And then they all had a, a, a lot of food to eat. They had enough to drink. But Benjamin was, Benjamin was given much more than anybody else was given. Uh, perhaps he asked for a like-to-go box when it was over, because I'm sure he couldn't eat all, all of that. I know I would have asked for a to-go box if it was, if it was me. You know, God is constantly at work to perform His sovereign will. I'll say that again just to remind us. God is constantly at work to perform His sovereign will. He orchestrated the events in Joseph's life to sustain his, his, um, his family back in Canaan, to whom He had made uh, the covenant uh, promises. God made the covenant promises to Abraham, Isaac, and, and Jacob. And God did that also to bring about Uh, the reconciliation with Joseph's brother. And the Lord wants to use the events in your life, including adversity, or even also 
also at mistreatment to lead you to reconciliation, both to himself and to other people. I'll ask you as we close, are you on the path to reconciliation? At the Bower Hits, I'll ask you two questions here tonight. I'll ask you, is anyone here who would say, Pastor, pray for me. I need God to help me to reconcile with himself or with someone else in my life. Who's like that tonight? Pastor, pray for me. I, I need God's help in this matter. Amen. Amen. Yes. And who would say, Pastor, pray for me. I have some other need tonight or some other burden on my heart. Would you pray for me about that? Yes, yes. Several hands up as well. Our Lord, I pray tonight that you would continue to, to minister to our hearts. I know it, it was by your plan that the message this evening went along with the message this morning. And so I do pray for those that have acknowledged that they need some reconciliation. Lord, I don't know if that's reconciliation with yourself or with somebody else, but I know you desire that to be accomplished. And so I do ask that you would work in these situations. Lord, help these individuals. to be humble before you and to, and to respond and to act as you would have them to so that they can be reconciled. And then, Lord, I pray for others tonight who have some specific need or have a, a burden on their hearts. May you minister to them. May, may you accomplish your purposes in their lives as well. And I pray for others that have maybe even uh, some other uh, need that wasn't addressed, Lord. And may you meet each need tonight as only you can do. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.